It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I'm Renee Main and this week as always we have another amazing human that I cannot wait to share with you guys. This woman is the temple of she. She is all things divine, feminine and I couldn't not ask her to be a part of this show because she represents the embodiment of the importance of what it's like to live with purpose and connected to our pleasure and our sensuality and to our womb and what that means. So I'm going to invite the amazing goddess Amy Tolley on and I'm going to bring her in right now. Hey Debbie, how are you beautiful woman? If you have any questions, hello, beautiful. Hello, what an introduction. <laughs> wow, I thank love you. My intros. That is my little, I want to say gift, and I don't know why that comes into my mind, but it's something about reading a generic bio or intro to someone. And I find it incredibly boring because not that the intro or the bio is bad, but it doesn't have my personal reference and love for the person. So um, I always like to really delve into what I love about each guest. So thank you yeah. so much for being on the show. Thank you. And amazing. I'm really looking forward to delving into everything with you. And um, I want to say thank you up front because I never know where these conversations are going to go and they are purely led intuitively. And I have one question that I always ask and that might come up first or later or whatever that is. And you don't even know what that is. So no, no idea. you still said yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which is awesome. Stephanie says, I'm not even caring what your eyes look like right now. So I'm not sure if that's in reference to you or me. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? 
Sure, let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um, I'm really curious to, yesterday I was feeling into you and, ah, uh, thank you. That's Alexander's just saying that she needs this bra. This is um, one of my favourites. It's it is um, gorgeous. I'm going to forget the name of it now. Oh. <laughs> I can't. It's by Alomi, but if that is going to. Sasha is what it is. Uh -huh. So, no. yes, Sasha. So, um, as I was feeling into you yesterday, Amy, I felt a real. You know that image? that you see of a sculpture that is cracked and yeah. the light radiates through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know the one. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that is what comes to mind because it is – and I don't know why, so maybe I will just ask you straight off the bat is tell me about – what the dark night of the soul looked like for you and why it was so important in your journey to embrace and step into that darkness rather than suppress that shit. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> absolutely. I'm just going to swipe the comments away because they're like distracting me. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the dark night of the soul is what created Temple of She basically. And it's what created me as who I am today and as Dark Knight of the Souls often do. So for me, and even talking about my Dark Knight of the Soul has been its own journey because it was something for a, a couple of years afterwards, I didn't feel comfortable talking about it because of the nature of what it was. So yeah. for over 10 years, I have been a midwife and I've worked all over the world. I've done um, like humanitarian aid in the third world. I've worked in many, many countries, many contexts. I've done home birth for a very long time. And that was my passion. That was my, like it flowed in my blood. It was, there was nothing, I lived and breathed it. All my friends were midwives. I worked more than full time. It was like my absolute life. And yeah. I, I was good at it. I still am good at it. And, and I had this birth on um, one day and the baby decided that it wasn't going to live. And as that happens, I mean, that's part of life. It certainly wasn't the first time I'd experienced that in my career many, many times. And this particular birth, the system decided that there needed to be blame. So I experienced basically 18 months then of the most incredible witch hunt and exactly like they were thousands of years ago, just no pitchforks and burning at the stake. It was more <laughs> mental, emotional torture, really. Um, so it was an incredible process to go through, to have something that I was so passionate about and to be basically put in a, uh, in a chair and, and had the finger pointed at me and said, not only are you terrible at this, but you killed someone through it. And it was just like someone ripped my heart out. And it was just like 
that's not the case and how can I prove that? And I felt completely abandoned by the system, by my management. I had some amazing girlfriends and colleagues that just held me through that Mm. process and Mm. um, and I found, I thought, how the fuck am I going to get through this? Because I don't drink alcohol. I have never done drugs. I'm a very boring person. (laughs) I thought... What am I going to do to get me through this? Because I'm struggling. And it was the first time in my life I'd had suicidal thoughts and just what's the point? If it's this terrible, I may as well pull the pin. So I thought I'd always been raised in spirituality and I'd had Mm. some great experiences with it and I'd had some incredible mind-blowing experiences and I thought, okay, well, let's try to go a bit deeper with that. So I found an incredible mentor who you know is – Ricky Jane Adams and on my birthday I went and saw her because I just wanted to see a psychic that would tell me everything was going to be okay all I wanted yeah I just needed to hear it and so I found her and I went along and of course that's not what she did but I kind of remember what she did but I left feeling better and for the first time in months I could take a breath and I thought okay this is actually doable so then she basically held my hand as we walked through the next kind of 12 months together and just gave me the incredible window into me and what is in here. And it was what was in here that got me through that. And at the end of that, I looked back and went, holy fuck, I am incredible. I am so fucking powerful and courageous and strong. And I could get up every morning and keep going until I got to the point where everyone, professional organisations, hospitals, everyone went, went, oh, actually, no, you're good. Nothing happened. Carry on. And it was just like, yeah. oh. And I just went, okay, see you later. Bye. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And then I went, there's got to be more to this life. So I, my spirituality kind of cracked open this sexuality in me, which was a surprise because I was like, yeah. they're two completely different things. But I got more and more curious. And what I'd noticed as a midwife is that women are disconnected from the belly button down. It's like down there, nobody knows, nobody touches, nobody sees, nobody looks. So embarrassing, traumatizing, terrible. And I was like, what is with that? So I wanted to explore that more. And Yoni Massage fell into my lap. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. Never heard of that. Let's go do the practitioner training. (laughs) So... I did. And then I was still working with Ricky and I did uh, at the time what was the third level. It, it had just begun. And so I became a practitioner of the of intuitive intelligence and a yoni massage practitioner. And I just went, wow, these, these incredible tools that I have that make sense. I need to go back to working with women in the way that I was, but with yeah. every woman, not just women in the birth space. Anyone yeah. who has a vagina needs yeah. help basically yeah yeah so that so was how temple of she what, was born what is it i'm curious to know bella um you tapped on something that absolutely intrigues me and i am always curious about this is what is the link what was the link for you or what was that i feel like there was a aha discovery 
in that for you when you realized that sexuality and spirituality were interconnected what did you learn from that how did you discover that and why is it so important yeah i think because of my journey as a midwife i could always see this glimmer in birth mm -hmm. of this incredible fucking power that women had and they're either terrified of or terrified to embrace. Mm. And when I realized that that power came from our vaginas, yeah. it was like, hang on, sex isn't the bad thing that we're taught. It is. Mm. And then when I experienced Yoni Massage, I experienced the most incredible energetic shifts in my body that came from there. And I was like, okay, there is so much more to this than that, you know, that it is a bad thing. And this is something that only women have this, you know, I'm talking about a womb space. Only women have that. I was like, yeah. there's something here. And I just wanted to dig more and more. And as I did, you know, I, I discovered that's where the Holy Grail is. That is what the Holy Grail mm. is. And this incredible powerhouse that we have. And it was like, so it was just pulling apart the shit that we have put on sexuality for women. You know, it, this all subliminal stuff. And going back to even adverts on televisions when they advertise sanitary products, like sanitary, they're so mm. fucking dirty, it has to be sanitized. Yes. <laughs> and they had to use, you know, blue liquid because God forbid it be red. Yeah. And all of that stuff we've been fed for so long without even realizing. And it's like, you know, and I talk about this with clients and in workshops that I do, it's like rape. Why is rape so horrendous? Mm. What is it about rape that is mm. so fucking awful compared to getting beaten up in the face or body or torso? Like, it's because it's an abuse of our most powerful, vulnerable center, yeah. that sexual center. So abusing that is so just, you can't even comprehend that. Mm. Mm. And the flip side to that is a reflection of its power. Absolutely. So I just wanted to know as much about that as possible. Mm. And, you know, there's an old saying, and I just want to, hey, RJ, how are you? RJ's just said, gorgeous, one million women. And she's just said, hello, gorgeous women. Hello, beautiful. Um, hi, Nicole. And it is, Nicole's just saying, oh, my God, that is so true. I want to know there's plenty of spiritual, we're not short of spiritual people and spiritual women in today's day and age, and especially in, you know, the places we hang out. But very few amy have embraced the and i am going to say it the power of the pussy and i never Absolutely. usually say that but it is a word that has yeah. we've heard growing up we have heard but i don't think people yeah. fully understand and i don't look really like you know the shadow to the power of the pussy mm. is so much shame so I want to open it up to you now, Amy. Why are people so frightened to activate their power center that is yeah. their yoni? Yeah. 
Well, what happens to a powerful woman? She's persecuted. We have been shown that time and time and time again. We've been through a time in our society where women who have risen the ladder have done it in a masculine way. They wear the power suits. They, they function masculine, like in a very masculine way to get the job done because it's, we thought it was the only way possible because it's just not safe to be feminine. And, you know, women often comment in my courses, it's like, well, if I expose that part of myself, I don't feel safe. If I wear a short skirt, I don't feel safe because this part of me is so vulnerable. I don't want to expose it to the world because we have the physical intimidation of sexuality. And we've also learnt being under the power of the patriarch for so long that that feminine essence, that feminine power is weak. It's emotional. It doesn't get anything done. It just goes around in circles and doesn't actually achieve anything. So we've kind of learnt to just put that shit down because it's never going to get you anywhere and it's always going to make you vulnerable and, and uncomfortable and, and, you know, don't bother. So we have abandoned it. But exploring it and actually really tapping into it you see it's actually a power that cannot be reckoned with and that's why the patriarch have worked so damn hard for so fucking long to suppress it and put us in our place to keep us there absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> a language like that's sorry no, you go. <laughs> I could no, go. Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> like as you said like pussy and you know um, Regina, I can't say her last name, Tomal Hauser's book, like Pussy, a Reclamation. It's exactly that. It's reclaiming that word. And that's something that I do in my 12-week course is we talk about language. It's so important because pussy, you know, it's been an insult for so long. And God forbid I say cunt. Like it makes so many women just recoil, people recoil. It's the biggest insult you can possibly get. But its origins comes from an African word that means queen. And, you exactly. know, slut. Slut is a word that makes people just go, oh, my God, she said that. And it's like there is no positive word in the English language to describe a woman who pursues pleasure. Yeah. They're all bad, whore, slut, prostitute. Like it's yeah. just there's nothing for a woman who enjoys her sexuality and her sexual pleasure to describe yes. her in a positive way light so yeah. it's it's reclaiming these words and saying actually hang on let's look at that here and, and how do we use it and how can we change that yeah absolutely absolutely and something that i'm exploring at the moment and it's really kind of you know i've been studying and reading up on um educating myself around you know, um, around Buddha and Jesus and Abraham and um, something that it talks about in um, what's the sacred contract is sexual energy in the 3D human realm is sexual and localised to one area but if you're working in that multi-dimensional space, it is actually just a heightened, um, more infinite direct line into your soul self. And exactly completely unfiltered 
information comes through. That's what I discovered um, yeah. in my experience with that is because I think in meditation or when you connect in, there's all the, always that question as to was that really my soul that gave me that answer? Was that my mind? Was that my ego? Was that my ego pretending to be my soul? It was always questionable. questionable. Um, yeah. And so that's been my discovery in that. But in my research around Buddha, Jesus, um, Abraham, it's only really in the last 50 years that women are beginning to be seen as equals and we're not even yeah. there yet the powerhouses and in sacred contract caroline mace talks about um how buddha's shadow was not understanding the role of women yeah. and he yeah. didn't know what what our role was. And it was a very long time before he allowed women into yeah. his realm. Um, yeah. So it really dawned on me how new this is. Hence the reason yeah. why we're still fucking confused, you know, because it is oh, yeah. thousands and thousands of years old. Yeah. So I want to ask you, why are men, I'll say now, but in the past as well, why were they, do you think, so afraid of our power? Why were they so repelled? And put it in, you know, like it was, you know, sex was to, you know, to, to birth children, to give life, yeah. or sex was something that you did at, at a, in a whorehouse. You know, yeah. it was something that we were just vehicles to yeah. men's pleasure or to have kids. What is your yeah. thoughts around this? Yeah. It, I mean, it's so multifaceted and, and complex, but it's, it, yeah. it comes down to power. It just yeah. simply comes down to power. And how do you stay in power? Because it's a very masculine drive and need to be mm. in power and the reality is that this is not about men and women because we mm. all have the masculine and feminine within us and it's my inner patriarch that allows me to believe all the shit that I do believe so you know this isn't about men versus women it's about but obviously whichever body and if you believe I'm not going to go into the whole gender identification thing but just yeah. keep it simple if yeah. you're in a woman's body the feminine is your dominant and if you're in a male body the masculine is your dominant so therefore yes. it is the men who have driven that masculine patriarch with the power and it's because you know they come to women and when they experience that pleasure of you know inserting mm. their penis into that wet warm beautiful mm. place of bliss and it's like, okay, well, we can't let her have too much of that or think that she can provide that with us because then it takes our power. And yes. it's, for, it's no surprise for a very long time that men have found women confusing 
because the feminine operates very differently to the masculine. She is about the feeling and being vulnerable and processing the emotions, whereas the masculine is the do, 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 do. So the masculine, it's like, well, how are we going to progress this world? How are we going to get anywhere if we sit in a circle and talk about our feelings? So the masculine and, and, you know, we have this inner battle within ourselves. How am I going to get to work today when I'm bleeding like a stuck pig and I just want to sit in my room and, and have a quiet day? It's like, well, if I'm going to get a paycheck and pay my bills, I've got to get up and go to work. So it's like for the masculine to progress this world the way they saw that we needed to, you've got to get shit done. Mm. And in their eyes, obviously, the male way of doing things is the mm. best way. And when females come up against that, they need to be suppressed so that we can continue that road and get shit done. So it's kind of like it's out of convenience. It's out of maintaining power. It's, you know, and then very little um, regimes or societies are dual managed. You know, there's one at the top yes. and yes. There's, there's not a lot of room for two at the top in most situations so it's like we've got to keep everyone in their place so the society can function yeah why do we feed off of fear yeah because we're addicted to fear fear keeps us in our comfort zone fear allows us to come up with the reasons why not because fear allows us to basically just keep ourselves what we think is safe. You know, all of us, if, okay, if, if fear wasn't a, a, a thing, what would you be doing with your life? Where would you be? Who would you be? What would you be doing? Everyone's got these incredible grand things that they would be doing if they didn't have fear. It's like, okay, well, what's stopping you from that? And as you pull the fear apart, it's like there's all of this stuff that we put on ourselves, fear of judgment, shame, embarrassment, you know, fear that, uh, you know, helps um, saving face and even just fear of having a roof over your head and being able to pay the bills. And then when you bring children into it and families and commitments and it's, and we have these expectations on ourselves and reasons why we can't mm. be fearless. Mm. So fear and, and a lot of us, subconsciously like that because mm. it gives us a reason to stay small to play small and not step into the greatest versions of ourselves and that's why I say I only work with willing women because if you're going to address this shit you've got to be yeah. willing to face those fears and actually make some real changes absolutely what is the difference what can somebody let's say what can women expect when they've, you know, I feel like they've probably been like, they're seeking this path of spirituality. And I feel like there's a self acceptance kind of element to the work that you do as well. What can they expect when they delve into their yoni? And, you know, so let's maybe talk about what, is discovered during a yoni massage and what can they the what change can they expect in their lives once they start really kind of doing this work in sensuality what does it mean in terms of their enlightenment yeah 
That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so first of all, it's about a woman getting to know herself. And, you know, it, it's a part of us that you can't see unless you kind of are very flexible or have a mirror. So we don't look at it often to begin with. And it's a part of us that we're taught from a very young age not to touch. And mm. so we don't. So we have, we're very unfamiliar with this part of ourselves. And then we have sex and it might be painful. We have a baby and it might be really traumatic. And when we can't orgasm and, and there's all this stuff and then I've got really horrendous periods and I've got endometriosis mm. and I've got cysts and all these things going on in this place. And, and so it's like, okay, let's get to know her first. Let's just go in there physically, energetically, mentally and get to know her. And the first thing a lot of women say, it's like, oh, my God, she's so, there's this relief that she's being acknowledged. Mm. And because it, it awakens, we become aware of this presence that is within you because that's what the feminine is, this presence that is within you. And a lot of women express this relief at just going, oh, my God, it's actually fucking there. It really is. And then we explore that because we are energetic beings first before we are physical. So meaning this physical body is secondary to our energetic existence. So going in physically through a yoni massage it's really important that we're shifting the energetic as well. Otherwise, whatever you do physically is just going to return later. So that's yes. what I do in my yoni massage sessions is address both of those levels and whatever comes up for the woman comes up. And the vagina in particular is a really unique piece of anatomy in that she holds knots and, and um, like tension in the ligaments directly as a result of emotional mental spiritual trauma and as you physically massage those it begins to tap into the energetic and it creates release so it's it's addressing both of those levels and just allowing the woman to get to know herself in an environment with no pressure no expectation it mm. is as sexual as the woman wants it to be and you know when was the last time you had sex or a sexual interaction where there wasn't expectation either way? So it's about just completely being held in a space that is totally safe to explore. Yeah. And, you know, this is Yoni Massage has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And one of its origins was where priestesses would bring young men and women into the temples and initiate them into their bodies, initiate them into pleasure. This is what your body is capable of. This is how you deserve to be touched and honoured and nothing less. And this is what giving and receiving is about. And so that's very much still a process I take with my massages. It's like this is what you are worthy of. Why are you still allowing yourself to be treated less than? So it's really just an opportunity for women to get to know their feminine because we've spent so long and we're so good at switching her off and being unfamiliar with her. And, you know, there's an activity I do in one of my courses where I get women to look at her in a mirror and nine out of ten of them are always shocked 
at what they see. It's like, oh, fuck, I've never actually really looked at her before. And there's there's a lump or there's a grey hair or there's there's something or I didn't know she looked like that or her colours have changed. So it's yeah. just it's about getting to know that part of you so that you can then have a relationship with her and allow that awakening to really come into play. Like as you said before with, with Buddha and, and all the spiritual leaders and the process of awakening and enlightenment is being in a state of joy and bliss and gratitude. And, you know, there's many practices that conjure that state because it's that state that thins the veils. Pleasure does exactly the same thing because what is pleasure? A state of joy and bliss. You're flooded with the hormone oxytocin, which is the hormone of love. So it's when you can have a healthy relationship with your feminine and go into a heightened state of bliss and pleasure, you cannot help but awaken. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I think you really nailed it. Just, you know, you hear words and they just kind of, it's, they're highlighted, you know. Um, you said a healthy relationship with their vagina. And I think that is so important um, that we begin that that dialogue with that. I think you've, oh, there you are, you're back. I think you just froze for a second. How can women begin to open up this dialogue and create this newfound relationship with their yoni and vagina and yeah 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 it you know it only needs to start very simply because like i said one of the biggest things is just acknowledging she's there just acknowledging you even have a vagina and just really consciously being present with her so even just every day like just placing a hand over a womb or over your vagina and just take a deep breath down into that center and just, yeah, I know you're there. You know, yeah. I know you're there. And even, you know, consulting her when you're getting dressed, what do we want to wear? What earrings do you want to put on today? And just allowing her to have a voice because she is always talking to whether you're listening or not, that makes a difference. So it's just giving her the time and actually acknowledging her and you know all the women that I have in, in my Facebook group and that do my courses one of the things they say and one of the things that I've realized is even just having the conversation is huge like I remember a couple of years ago when I lived in Melbourne I went out to a girlfriend's birthday dinner and there were about 16 women didn't know most of them about halfway through the night she goes okay Amy tell everyone what you do it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> okay then like two hours of this conversation and the women, you could just see these little light bulbs going off and these seeds being planted. And I was like, whoa. And, and that moment I knew the conversation is just as important. So bringing it up with your girlfriends, talking about it with your children, talking about it with your sisters, with your mother, noticing what makes you really uncomfortable and cringe and just mm. talking about it, having those conversations because at the moment we all have that friendship that we can talk about the great sex I had last night, but there's always a line that we don't want to cross. Yeah. There's absolutely. always that line because that's our boundary. That's where the fear starts to come in. So mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. finding those relationships where there is no line. 
where there is no fear, no judgment, no shame when you talk about these things. And that's what I promote in the groups that I do and the courses is that there's no line. You can talk about let's lift the taboos and have the conversations because we know in society what we don't talk about, people don't know much about. So there's a lot of misinformation. There's very little education. So women don't know stuff about their vaginas. Most women ask me, where do I pee from? Like they actually don't know their physical anatomy. So it's, yeah, it's just start to spend time with her, get familiar with her and acknowledge she's there and talk about that. It's the best place to start. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're so right. Like it's, it's amazing how I love talking about sex. It is probably one of my most favorite conversations to have on the planet and very few people <laughs> share, share my love yeah. for that. Um, and it's funny, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had friends over and we were talking about sex and automatically like the guys just kind of go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just delve in with curiosity, you know, and yeah. want to explore that. And, but I love one thing that I do, and it's possibly a little bit cruel, but I will say really inappropriate comments about sex, like just, you know, knowing that it would make the other person cringe. You know, I might talk about yeah. their parents having sex or, yeah. you know, say something ridiculous because when my mother was alive, we have always spoken very freely around sex. Um, I don't know whether she, I do know actually, she didn't necessarily, I think, have the, what a healthy relationship with herself and her vagina and therefore her partners yeah um and in that i feel like we have to go there too is because that is common you know it's oh, yeah. well when you're in a relationship it's well i want to have sex this amount of time and come yep. on you need to put out or we yep. need to just start having sex because Otherwise, you know, once you get into it, you'll, you'll be all right and you'll get into it. And there's all these ridiculous things that we speak about and that are so prominent in our upbringing and we have those conversations freely, you know. It's that old joke where, you know, the partner rolls over and taps his, um, taps his partner on the shoulder and says, are you awake? And that's the definition of foreplay, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and with that, yeah. it's one in that it sets an expectation that is outside of ourselves and therefore there will inherently be a disappointment. And that is yeah. a major flaw in any relationship. So what can you say about, again, power, taking back our power yeah. and both male and female or whoever, whatever gender you are, is embracing yeah. who you are yeah. and owning what you want and expressing yeah. that. Totally. Absolutely. I am a massive advocate for self-responsibility. 
Yeah. Your pleasure is your responsibility. If you just yeah. had shit sex, that is your problem. Yeah. And, you know, that was a hard thing for me to come to realise. Like, yeah, but he was a shit shag. Yeah, but who didn't ask for what they wanted? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And that's exactly, you know, men have grown up with sex is okay for men. You know, we mm. teach boys about wet dreams and erections. We teach girls about period yeah. and pregnancy. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, what happened to the pleasure yeah. and the erections of the wet dreams for the girls? They have exactly. those too. Yes. And so, you know, then we get to adults and, and sexual adults and, you know, men will not hesitate to push a girl's head down to give him a blowjob. But mm. when does a woman push a guy's head down to eat her pussy? Like, that's not what happens. We just that's not okay as a society. And so this work is about creating a new standard. And that's what I say to always when we are creating a new standard of what is expected and what is okay. And you have to do the work. These men are never going to know any different, expect any different or understand any different if we don't show them. And it's a really kind of difficult path because there's a lot of ego involved. And a lot of blokes yeah. take it personally if you say, actually, you know what, that doesn't feel good. Can you yeah. try it like this? And it's like, oh, so I'm not good enough and I'm not doing it right. It's like, okay, let's take the ego out. And this yes. is come back to yeah. why are we actually having sex in the first place? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is about pleasure and this is about bringing yeah. each other pleasure. And for me yeah. personally, one of the things that gives me the most pleasure is giving another pleasure. Yes. Yep, and so absolutely. I want to know, what do you like? How do you like it? And then mm. in return, I expect the same and I, and I like to voice the same. And so it's creating a new standard of communication because women are terrified to say what they want, to ask for what they want. And a lot of the times they don't even know what they want because they've never explored within themselves or with a partner along the way. Absolutely. So it's really just about. So hard, Amy. Why do you think women find it so hard to use their voice and ask for what they want? And I want to acknowledge Nicole because Nicole says that she's comfortable with it and it gets easier and better as you get older. And I actually absolutely agree with that yeah. just from my own experience yeah. as well. Yeah. But far out, asking yeah. for what you want is especially during during um intercourse has is yeah. so hard so yeah. hard why do we find yeah. it so hard because a woman who pursues pleasure is not a good thing yeah he, you know so if i ask for this he might think i'm really experienced and think i'm well, i had lots of partners and think i'm a slut if i yes. ask for this he might you know do fear of judgment fear of fear of shame yeah. fear of embarrassment sex yeah. is one of our most vulnerable where most of the time we're going to be naked we have so much insecurity and shit around our bodies and you know yeah. if if i do that then he'll have to see my belly he'll have to see my boobs it's there's so many layers to it and women yeah. when it comes to pleasure are multifaceted so for us mm. to experience heightened pleasure we need to be comfortable mentally physically yes. spiritually yes. emotionally yes. it's not just about rubbing the right spot 10 times and getting off like yes. it is often <laughs> a lot for blokes 
So it's, you know, you've got to cater to all of those. So is he going to think I'm too needy? Is he, you know, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like there's so much to it in just saying, can you do this to me? Mm. Yeah. Mm. True. Absolutely. And you know what, if we just try and dispel all of the shit that is actually just one request, you know, but yet we make it into this massive big thing and, in my experience with I've been with my partner for nearly 20 years in a couple of months and it's you know like who I was when I was 21 is totally different to who I am when I'm 41 totally yeah it's and voicing that and actually you know there was a time where we found ourselves saying Oh, remember when we used to have that really good sex back in da 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 da? You know, like like before kids and before, you know, all of these things. And then I just went, that's crazy. Why are we doing that? Like, we're young. We have got so much, you know, to explore. And then that was really the beginning of a new chapter for us. But you are so right when you say that our pleasure is our own responsibility because I did the work on me. Like before it even, I invited my partner into that space, man, it was months and months and months of me exploring me. And that was huge. And, but the result in that, were, you know, heightened orgasms, longer orgasms, you know, multi-orgasmic, you know, like, and the pleasure is a whole full body experience. It's a connect, it's, you know, a connection to my soul and all of these things. And, Mm. but when I did take it to my partner and I, our connection is he yeah. thought he was like, Oh, what a, well, I'm really bringing my A game lately. Like, totally, yeah. I'm like, No, 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 man, that was me. That was me. I've been doing the fucking work, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, good on him for trying. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. But you know, good on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is every woman has the potential to to be able to do those things. Every woman has the potential to squirt. Every woman has the, you know, just in our yoni and our womb space alone, there's like eight different points if stimulated you can orgasm from. Most women, can, yeah. about 85% of women can only have clitoral orgasms because mm-hmm. they just haven't allowed themselves to explore the rest of those and be in a position where they can do that either on their own or with a partner they feel comfortable and can trust. Because, of course, relationship dynamics play a huge part as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But, Amy, I don't know about you, but I go, fuck, if you get this right, every single area of your life changes. Like, it's the one area where you just go, man, it is just... It's our everything. How we do it this is. is how we do everything. Yeah. I've got a question for you, and it might be a little bit random, but anyway, um, about squirting, right, is because yeah. I've gone through most of my adult life 
and not squirted. Like yep. I actually didn't even know it was possible. Um, and then I started hearing about it and then I was like, right, I'm going to squirt. I'm going to learn how to squirt. I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I was sending my partner YouTube clips and I was watching YouTube clips and I was talking to friends. <laughs> and, oh, that's awesome. But everyone said like you needed a bit of force to actually yeah. make it happen. Mm. And, but it didn't happen like that for me. It actually happened for me when I relaxed the most yeah. and have no expectations. Not once yeah. has there been any real force, which was the YouTube clips that I was watching were saying you need force yeah. and you need to press it with two fingers and you need to. <laughs> oh God, you poor vagina. I know. And I didn't yeah. do that because I was like, that just seems yeah. like too much work, right? Yeah, totally. Tell yeah. me about, the misperceptions about I, th I don't, um what is my question about the force about yeah. the wanting it so hard that you're forcing it to happen i want to ask yeah. you about that in terms of let's go with squirting but for everyone watching yeah. bearing in mind that this is one area of your life but yeah. it's the exact same for every single area. Oh, so really? insert yeah. your thing here. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Sorry, guys. That was really bad. <laughs> oh, really good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So it's um, so the anatomy behind squirting is that yeah. um, on the roof of the vaginal wall, there's a thing, a gland called the Skeen's gland, and it's literally like a little bulb. And as a woman becomes turned on, it starts to fill with liquid, and it becomes quite yeah. bulbous, and and it's like a sponge full of water. And so with turn on, and I guess this is where the the for like the physical force comes into it. It does need a little bit of pressure for that fluid yeah. to then escape that pressure does not yeah. need to be external like it doesn't have to be fingers pressing on it or a penis or a dildo or whatever pressing on it it could be yeah. the uterine muscles contracting in orgasm which squeeze mm -hmm. the sponge and push out the fluid mm. so it's so like i guess if you want to say like an organic squirting experience would happen that way but of course yes. then you can bring on squirting and a lot of tantric practitioners do this in yoni massage mm. and it's sort of one of the issues i have with male yoni massage practitioners is it's like this um goal to make a woman squirt yes. through physical force um yes. which you know can be obtained and perhaps not in the healthiest way mm. um mm. so it, it's 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 about you're exactly right it's about the woman being the most relaxed she can be mm. and letting go mm. of expectation because if you go mm. into this right this time i'm going to squirt it's not going to happen yeah. it's like it's, yeah. it's 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 about completely letting go of expectations completely literally physically letting go of your pelvic floor and just letting it relax because often it's a sensation similar to needing to pee and a lot mm. of women kind of so I go, oh, God, I've got to pee myself. Yeah. 
But actually, if you just let go when you feel like you don't want to and let go a little bit more, that's when you allow that bulb, that sponge to just let go of all of its lubrication. And that's when the squirting happens. And it's, yeah, it's not forcing it. And women say this in, in your massage, like they can feel that build, you know, as you're coming to a climax, you can feel that build and you start to put the pressure on yourself. Okay, well, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And then by the time you're almost there, the expectation has just completely flooded the pleasure yes. state you were experiencing. So it just becomes this kind of forced process. So it's like, okay, just mm-hmm. let go of that mm-hmm. and allow whatever sensations you're experiencing and feeling to mm-hmm. flow with that and let it go wherever it wants to go and it may result in an orgasm or a squirt or it may not and it's just whatever it is it's pleasure you know sex can be incredible without orgasm yes because exactly. it's, it's so much that's one piece of what it is and as you're saying like this can relate to anything in life and that's why i say to women this work is not just about becoming this incredible sexual goddess. This is about yeah. becoming an incredibly successful businesswoman, an incredible mother, an incredible lover. A, you know, this is where we birth human beings from. Like we have the fucking ability to create another human being. What else can we do? And if you tap into that and if you allow that to flow into your decision-making at work, your decision-making at home, your decision-making in life, where am I going to travel? What, what investment am I going to make? You can't go wrong because you're going from this incredible center of creativity and flow. Women become more discerning. They become more decisive in every single aspect of their life when they lead from this place. And that's it, is because it's a simple thing of you know what you want, you know, yeah. and that for me, that exactly. radar, that anchor is it's discerning, yeah, it's always on point, it's always accessible. And Shanae, I'm so glad she says she's learning lots. Um, <laughs> and that's you're so right in what you're saying is. And not just it's, you know, yes, it's everything about the orgasm. It's nothing about the orgasm. But you're right because even if you take our natural reactions to like something exciting happen in your life, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Oh, (laughs) you know, and in that you automatically clench everything and then i just realized is when i was doing that is in (laughs) in that clench when you contract in that way in that moment that just doing that it automatically switches on your head yes and then that is your head takes over and that is the importance of relaxing into it yeah because you're still you're still connected to your yoni you're still connected to your womb and so in that i would say watch out for that contraction yeah exactly exactly right you're relaxing exactly the contraction yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And because you watch women when they orgasm, you know, you can watch this on, on anywhere, on porn or, you know, and when I do it in only massages, as a woman comes to orgasm, you watch every muscle begins to contract. Her stomach muscles curl up, her legs, her thighs, and you'll feel the vaginal muscles start to contract. And so a big part of what I do is try and, uh, if you like, train women or get them to rethink just relaxing that relaxing that breathing into it letting go letting go letting go and letting that pleasure still roll through and it's a whole other sensation and it it can be scary because like it feels like you're going to lose control and it feels like you might wet yourself or you might shit yourself or all of these things because it's so unfamiliar to us but that's where the good really starts to roll in when you let yeah. go. Yeah. Absolutely. It is and that and it is the surrendering of control. And that is exactly yeah. what it is. And you know what? And you could shit yourself or wear yourself or whatever. And you know what? Yeah. And shit does happen irregardless. You know, yeah, exactly. so that's what it's sex is. Messy, ugly, stuffy, and that's it. Exactly, that's it. And if we just embrace all of it and not yeah, deem it totally. as good or bad or anything else. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I want to just put yeah. it out there, um, guys. If you have any questions for Amy, please ask yeah. her um, because she is an absolute wealth of wisdom. Yeah, um, absolutely. Please do. Yeah, Nicole's saying that she's going to give that a go. So, which is so cool. And Shanae as well. And that's so good. (laughs) And that's the beauty of having these conversations, right? Like, it is such important conversations that we need to have. I want to ask you, what does spirituality mean to you? What does it look like? What does it mean? Yeah, for me, um, spirituality is about meeting every single day from a completely open mind, open heart, and just taking full self-responsibility for every single interaction, circumstance you find yourself in, and really observing life rather than being caught up in it and reacting so it's 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 much more about being in observation than um being in that reactive mode and it's it's about you know and this is a big part of what intuitive intelligence is all about it's it's being fearless which isn't being free of We have just lost you, Bella. I'm going to try and bring you back in. Let me go. Okay, I'm going to add you back in now, Amy. Okay, adding you back in. She was just talking about, and for those of you who are just Sorry. tuning in, no, that's all right. You, it was easy to bring you back in, so that is good. Um, you were talking about intuitive intelligence and 
being fearless in that and actually going there. So yeah. continue. So it, it's about, you know, and being fearless isn't about living without fear. It's just about when fear comes up because it's always fucking going to. If you're alive, there's going to be fear to address. So it's about going, okay, let's do this rather than suppressing, going back into that ego state, going back into that suppressing. And so it's just about really being an observation of life. And when your fears come up, every interaction with every human, especially those close relationships in life, and just really observing your role and how you're impacting those around you. And, you know, and that's why, like we said earlier, there's so many spiritual people out there now. Spirituality is... It's okay now. It's not as hippy-dippy as it used to be. But mm. sexuality is still really taboo. And so, you know, I often say you can be as spiritual as you like, but if you hear the word vagina and you cringe, there's work to do. <laughs> You're not done. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, at the end of the day, everything in existence is love or fear. And if it's not love, it's just fear. So all of this shit around sexuality is just another fear to address it's just another taboo to lift just as all the spirituality is and so it's to me now there is no separation between the two it's an incredible mm. source of my spirituality and mm. i just can't you can't be spiritual without being sexual it's who we are as human beings and that looks different for everyone but it is there in everyone yeah I absolutely love that and I could not agree more there I I don't believe you can have one without the other fully wholly yeah, yeah exactly. um, oh I love that yeah I'm curious to know you know you've spoken about children and we've spoken a lot about you know society and you know what we're brought up because so much about sexuality and sensuality is there's shame there's conditioning there's society and you know all of these things and and people talk about you know what people talk about sex but they don't always talk about or you know they'll go i had great sex last night or whatever that was but yeah the level of intimacy and connection yeah. and you know all of those other bits that um for me are so much more juicier than just totally. great yeah. sex. you know yeah. for me great sex is all of those things is that yeah. thrown in the yeah. in the mix um yeah. i want to ask you about what would you tell our children? What would you yeah. want to tell all of the children yeah. and all of the girls? What would you tell them about sex and yoni and yeah. anything, anything else? What would you say? Yeah, it's such, it's such an emotionally charged topic with children and sex. Like, you know, when you look at the response over the years of sex education in schools and all this sort of stuff and how much is too much and what should we be telling them. But I think if we start from a young age that sex is normal, you are going to feel sexual urges. This is what pleasure is. Consent, boundaries, respect. If you build that foundation for them, 
they're going to have a much healthier approach to their sexual exploration because they're going to have sexual exploration whether we like it or not. And a lot of how they do that currently depends on how much taboo and how much we don't talk about it because it's, it's this, you know, this really dark thing that I've got to explore. So it's, it's about bringing girls together and having conversations about, you know, do you know where your clitoris is? Do you know what your labia is? And, you know, have you explored your vagina and, and can you feel like the rib, the ribbed walls on the inside and do you know what that's for? And, and, you know, do you know how you can get pregnant and, and how to not get pregnant? And, and, you know, do you know how a penis works and do you know what happens when a man ejaculates? And just having those conversations so it's a completely normal fucking topic. Just as how yeah. to make spaghetti bolognese, this is how you yes. give a hand job. Like, <laughs> it's, it's pleasure yeah. is normal. And it's, I yes. think it's coming to it with that attitude. And, yeah. you know, and it's about how do we respond when people are kissing on TV? How do we respond when there's a sex scene on TV? How do we respond when our toddlers are starting to explore their genitals? You know, often it's met with, don't do that, don't touch that, don't, and it's like, and instantly that plants this seed of, oh, it's not good to touch that. Wrong, I'm dirty, I'm da da da, yeah. 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 So it's instantly. So it's it's okay. How can we do this? And of course, it's not appropriate to walk down the street and flop your willy around or give your vag a rub yeah. or, you know. So yeah. it, it's 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 showing them when and where and how it's appropriate and what's healthy. And it's like you know that's yeah. great that you want to do that. Do it in the house. That's fine. But just remember that other people might have different boundaries. So it's not about putting boundaries on your child. It's about teaching your child yeah. to respect other people's boundaries. So, and yeah. in that way, they learn the healthy relationship and it's not about confining it to behind closed doors. Like I remember recently my 15-year-old nephew, uh, my sister discovered that he's, he's starting to look at porn and those kind of things and she's like, oh, my God, what do we do? How do we talk about this? And, you know, she said to her husband, you know, you go and have a talk to him. And I said, no, you do it at the kitchen table, in the lounge room. Yeah you're there it's an open conversation if you hush hush that behind closed doors is all you're showing yeah. him is that there's something wrong with this and that there's you know it's something that needs to be kept quiet and it's not an open conversation and she did and she said keeping it open was the best thing they could have done so it's just little yeah. simple changes like that that's showing yes. children it's okay to talk about this it's okay if you've got questions and just starting to yeah. normalise it because from that comes healthy sexuality. It's not like yes. we're putting sex on the table and saying, you know, start having sex when you're 15, everyone go. It's about, okay, yeah. they're going to do it when they're ready. Let's make yeah. it healthy. Yes, and, yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's, you know, I'm walking this line because I've got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, both girls, and... I am really, I'll say determined, is I want to give them, um,
freezing on me. Part of the armor here and my back. Ah, uh, so am I back, guys? Yes. Am I back? It's going now. <laughs> Sorry, my daughter's tried to call twice, you know. So, um, speaking of which, her ears might have been burning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mum's talking um, about me. <laughs> Part of the birds and the bees talk was about love and you know and what does love look like and yeah. and particularly my partner and I role modeling what a healthy relationship looks like yeah um, you know and how we don't need a man to make us feel whole or loved or complete yeah. and so self-responsibility has been a massive part of yeah. our communication in the birds and the bees because that yeah. is one topic about periods and pregnancy yeah but yet there's a whole other container of for me more important conversations and ideas yeah. and topics and everything else that we need to talk about um what do you what would you say is the number one thing that every parent should teach their teen i think that sex is okay it's a totally okay thing to do when you and, and to look at the reasons why they want to do it because mm. sex is so much more than just a physical act. So teaching them about that, that sex is great. It's fucking amazing. It's really pleasurable, but there's more to it. And if you yes. can respect that, then you are ready to do it. Yes. So respecting that it is the ultimate coming together of two people, that it needs to revolve around communication, number one, fucking communication, consent, yes. respect, boundaries. And when you can understand all of that, knock yourself out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is so true and so – and. It's, you know, it, it's just, it's honouring, yeah. you know, and I think that that is the most important thing that we can really, yeah. we can really gift our children is because yeah. that is, you know, again, as we were saying earlier, it ripples out into every single area of, of their lives. And you know what, if you can fucking yeah. nail this, then far yeah. out life just becomes a a lot more pleasure. Oh. This friggin' child. <laughs> <laughs> um, the urgency yeah. of a team. Come on, drop everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but no, absolutely, you're totally right. It's like. That's what I say to women. If you can ask for what you want in the bedroom, in the most vulnerable place, imagine what yes. you can fucking ask for out there in the real world. Yeah. Just imagine exactly. the life you can create for yourself. Yeah. 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 
and that's and that you know in that let's talk about adults us now everyone watching in the bedroom and if you can feel yourself holding back just a little bit are there some gentle ways or prompts or something that we can do to start to have the courage to voice what we want in in the bedroom or you know yeah. the kitchen table or wherever you're doing it <laughs> totally <laughs> i think i think it's always good um like obviously if, if it's a spare of the moment kind of heat of the moment passion thing this isn't going to apply but it's always nice to have a bit of dialogue beforehand or even mm. leading up to which kind of creates the heat is you know I'd really like if you could do da 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 to me so in the moment you're not actually having to ask prior to that you've yeah. already sort of had the discussion you've kind of stated I'd kind of like it if you could do this or maybe just try this or oh, I remember last time when you did that I really loved that yeah. so then when you go into it you don't have to ask for it in the heat of the moment kind of there's not that mm. pressure on yourself mm. so that's that's one way that you can do it another mm. way is you can if you're not comfortable verbally asking you can kind of physically kind of suggest or physically show and you know yes. if you want him to or her to uh, i don't know to to finger you a certain way you know you could do it on yourself first and show that you really enjoy it and then even just take his hand and put it replace yours and stuff like that so you're kind of guiding without having to verbally can you da da da, da if that is too much for you so there's yes. you know there's all these different ways that you can suggest or show things to encourage communication between the two of you. And a really beautiful thing that I love out of um, Regina Thomas Howard's book is she says when they finish lovemaking, they both reflect on it and say something that they absolutely love, mm. like the best part of that. And that sticks in your mind. When your partner tells you, oh, my God, I loved it how you da-da-da-da-da, you're going to do that next time because you know that they yeah. loved it. And it's yes. a really beautiful way to end that lovemaking and pleasure is to show your partner how much you enjoyed what they did for you. So it's a really beautiful way to ensure you keep getting what you love. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, yes, I love that. And that's such great advice. That is really gentle. So, yeah. you know, because I think that... Um, you know, I've got, I've got friends that, you know, and in the past I haven't spoken up and it's really challenging. And sometimes you're right is in the heat of the moment. It's that you feel like a bit of a dick, you know, yeah. going, Oh, can you yeah. do this? Yeah. So it just, it kind of feels like, you know, cause you, you're getting back into your head in that moment. Yeah. And exactly. so you're not connected. Yeah. So I love what you say there about it's conversations that you can have before and after yeah. and physical cues and guides, yeah. the, you know, guidance that you can do during as well. And um, that yeah. I think is a great way to build up your courage in that. Yeah. That is such amazing advice. Far yeah. out. I'd love this conversation. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> 
That's Karen says, yes. Yeah, so Sinead saying, great idea. And Karen saying, thank you, loving these pearls. And that's, yeah. again, like it's the beauty of having these conversations and actually going there is because it's stuff that you don't, you know, that you don't have necessarily with some of your closest girlfriends, you know, and that's yeah. one of my friends we were talking a couple of weeks ago. She's like, I don't like missionary. And it's like, she's like, I hate it. And, da -da -da -da. and I'm like, but there's things that you can do within that container that can yeah. be really good, you know, and, yeah. and that's, um, you know, and then someone else is like, you know, like her partner will never ever go down on her and give her oral. Um, and just only she says, and, oh, it's my child. <laughs> right at the yeah. right at the the peak of what you were I about know. to say. <laughs> That's kids always spoiling it at, at that right moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she receives cock, cock and more cock and Yeah. And that's you know, again like ego aside like have a conversation yeah. about yeah. why you might want it a different way not during but before yeah. you know just in normal conversations so yeah. that's yeah. so amazing um yeah. i want to ask you my question the question oh, um yeah. what is something that is unexpectedly turning you on at the moment <laughs> great question um like you mean in oh, life at the moment Shanae. yeah sorry Shanae's just said i can pop my phone on do not disturb <laughs> to stop the interact interruptions thank you trust trust Shanae to have a facebook tip for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you mean like in in life that is something that's in life that's turning me on at the moment yeah, whatever comes up, whatever you feel. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh. I think at the moment for me, it's it's the 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 world of what my breasts have to offer, like the sensuality of breasts and and the sensitization of my nipples and kind of the relationship that I have with them and I've been like just observing the fascination that men have with them and just really how much pleasure I can just get from them alone with no other stimulation like exploring the world of nipple orgasms and that kind of thing and just my breasts I'm just really enjoying them at the moment so that's probably yeah, my, my, my thing at the moment. <laughs> mm, beautiful. And I, you know what come to me then for you, and I don't even know whether it's relevant or not, but, you know, with, you know, the temple of she and Yoni and, you know, it's, it's you've birthed this beautiful thing and are continuing to do such amazing work. But, and now your curiosity and, you know, your joy is in your breast, which is, of course, nourishment and feeding. Yeah. And I think it's just so perfectly aligned for you and where you're at.
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've kind of declared 2019 as is the year of, of nourishment for myself. So that's, yeah, that's totally in line with that. So, of course. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Amy, I've just loved chatting to you today. It is just, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's just it's so beautiful to have these conversations with such amazing people. And I just want to take a second just to honor you because for having the courage to have these conversations and to do the, the work that you do, because they're fucking tough conversations to have. And, yeah. you know, when 85% of women, you know, have only ever experienced a clitoral orgasm, like yeah. it's, such you know it's such amazing work that you're yeah. doing and it's the importance of you know is speaking to these women and the importance of sexual liberation and having these important conversations do not stop doing what you're doing because it is amazing work i love that you're challenging the status quo and really returning the power back into its rightful yeah. rightful place so thank you so yeah. much for yeah. just for your courage and for your love and your dedication that you give us and it's completely unfiltered and showing up as here i am here i am <laughs> and this is why you yeah. need to do it so thank yeah. you so mm. much i'm so grateful <laughs> thank you and and for all of your work so, yeah thank you. thank you thank you thank you so much for giving this voice a platform and you know because every woman that even just gets a snippet like I said the conversation just plants a seed so any woman who gets hears two minutes of this it's like yeah. the job is done it's the seed is planted and yeah you know it, it's not easy I can't tell you how many times I've been banned off Facebook and you know for 30 days at a time it, it happens quite frequently so it's yeah and it, it makes people uncomfortable and people nice. kind of avoid me and because of it and and but that's why I'm doing it for those exact reasons so thank you for allowing me to talk about it in another place in another mm -hmm. way and yeah, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honour and I've loved it. <laughs> My pleasure. We will have to do it again because I feel like that there's so much that we yeah. could go into and um, so let's do that. We'll, you know, we'll book in another yeah. one for Down the Track and, um, and yeah, see awesome. what pops in. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah, there's a lot more thank to talk about. So, there is. <laughs> There is, but, you know, I feel so yeah. honoured that, you know, we've given people tips and things to try and such practical yeah. ways and things that they can do as well as mm. connecting, you know, and just honouring the connection between spirituality and sexuality. So, yeah, yes, so I could go on forever, yeah. but um, it is so important. <laughs> so thank you so much and thank yeah. you to everybody who has watched and will continue to watch and if you have any questions please don't hesitate to ask either of us um yeah we absolutely will continue to hang around beautiful i will see everybody next week on the show and thank you again beautiful woman i'll speak to you thank soon you.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main, and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen, or jump onto the website, reneemain.com.au, and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.